Welcome back to another episode of Fujoshi Trash Talk, a place where trash fangirls have discussions and good times. My name is Stacy, known on the internet as Sailor Spaz. I'm joined by my usual companions. I have Tara next to me. Hello. And we have Jen joining us from across the ocean in Japan. Hello. And today we are going to discuss Ten Dance, a manga written by Inoue Sato. There are currently five volumes available in both Japanese and English. Uh, the story is about two men with similar names who each specialize in different styles of ballroom dance, and they agree to help each other train for a competition called, as the title implies, Ten Dance, which requires competitors to be proficient in all styles. Their families run rival dojos, I mean, dance schools, <laughs> and initially there is some animosity between them. But as they train together... They discover that they share an incredible connection to each other when they dance, which could possibly turn into something more? Question mark? <laughs> yeah, the connection is their crotches. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, yes. Early on, their crotches connect. <laughs> and they're like, oh my goodness, was that your penis? Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a dick. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Despite, though, well, okay, that makes it sound like this gets dirty right away, which is definitely not the case. No, 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 it really doesn't. Yeah, it's actually... Early on, at least. Well, we're going to discuss the first two. Oh, I've read a bit further, but we'll just keep the discussion to the first couple of volumes. But uh, yeah, it is. I guess Tara said medium burn. It's a medium burn. Yeah, kind of a kind of a medium burn. You get some a advanced, lot of flirtations, yes. a lot of meditations, but no real down and dirty. Yeah, I, I also wrote down slow burn for my initial impression. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it is. I guess not to the extent that Yuri and Ice was mainly a sports thing, but this is a sports manga, though with a bit more emphasis on the romance than, like, Yuri on Ice had, I think. Definitely more humor. So volume one starts out at the end of a dance competition. Mm -hmm. Yes, we're both... They have very similar names, as I mentioned. We'll try to keep them straight, but since this is BL, they're not going to stay very straight for long. Shinya Suzuki, the Latin ballroom champion, and Shinya Sugiki, the classic ballroom champion. After the competition, Sugiki comes up to Suzuki and is like, hey, there's this uh, ten dance competition. Uh, would you like to compete against me at that? And first, Suzuki's like, no way, I'm not doing that, blah, 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 blah. But then Sugiki basically goads him into agreeing and says, fine, I'll do it then. Oh, shit, what have I gotten into now? <laughs> it's like, we got to learn all these different dance styles. and <laughs> So basically, they agree to teach each other their champion yes. dances. Yeah, they agree to train each other in their specialty styles. And hijinks ensue. And then, yeah. <laughs> We're going to go with volume one. Are there any highlights that either of you want to point out? Uh, the dick squish we already mentioned. <laughs> so they, you know, the very first things they're learning as they're trying to teach each other their uh, ballroom styles. Like, okay, first you got to learn the basic holds because that's where everything's going to be based on. So they're like, okay, let's get into these holds. And they're like, shit, we're like, we're very similar heights. All our parts kind of sit at the same level. So boop, dick squish together. <laughs> Pretty much right off the top. <laughs> But, you know, it happens because they're ballroom. I guess that first hold was a ballroom dance where they're very close. And it's like, well, if you were a woman, this wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. But since we're both dudes. <laughs> yeah, they keep bringing up. Oh, if, I'm not a woman. But they do play the women parts and the man parts because that's how they teach each other is that, you know, one will be dancing the woman's part while he's teaching the other guy to be the man's part. Usually in Sugiki's case, that means he's berating Suzuki the whole time that he's doing everything wrong. 
they do that in English? Because in the Japanese, they have um, you play the woman's role, and it's read as lead and follow. But they have in the Japanese, they say men and women. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they kind of go back and forth in English. Well, they the, do. The- they do male lead, female follow, and ah, some of them. So she combined both of them. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So I do have to point out that one of my favorite parts in the early part is <laughs> when they were done learning the ballroom, they went to the Latin. Mm-hmm. And they oh, had. Oh, and he takes his shirt off. <laughs> they had the couple teach him, and now they know the moves. They were basically dancing robots. And he's yeah. like, no, 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 no. Okay, you have the moves. That's yeah. it. Like, forget everything you know except for the steps, because your emotions and your the way you're portraying the dance is terrible. So then he takes off his shirts and draws lines on his chest with yeah. a permanent marker. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Watch how my body undulates and moves like this. See, put your hands on my hips so you can feel it. <laughs> Catch a glimpse of my sexy tattoo that you <laughs> oh, can't yeah, see. Yeah. It's like, what's this tattoo down here? I'm not going to tell. <laughs> But later, Sugiki's going to find out for himself. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Then they have a bonus chapter after where he can't get the permanent marker off and the other guy's like rubbing it really hard. And he's like, ow, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Don't rub it so hard. <laughs> but again, nothing dirty's going on. <laughs> no, nothing at all. Um, actually, I really like how they drew... The manga card definitely knows how to draw anatomy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think they did a fantastic job. And it's really interesting how the characters actually look Japanese. Yeah. I guess uh, Suzuki's a bit different because he's, but he's partially Cuban, but which is kind of interesting that, and they show flashbacks of him, he's got like super tanned skin, but then in the modern day, he looks uh, as light skinned as everybody else. I think when he started as a professional dancer, he probably had a fake tan, or being half Cuban, he probably just tans really easily. Volume one, they do explain his background, and he was raised in Cuban until he was 20, which also has a lot more sun, yeah. a lot more tropical, so mm-hmm. you would actually be darker. Yeah. If you had just come to Japan from Cuba. Yeah. So that's not necessarily unexpected. Yeah. And I guess they just also do it to show more of a contrast. Like, look mm-hmm. how he was wild and at these competitions, but now he's somewhat calmed down. <laughs> he's still a bit fiery, passionate Latino, <laughs> which they mentioned a few times. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, those Latinos. Like, this is kind of stereotyping here. But, <laughs> but I like the way they describe the dances, because the way they describe dances really do... I mean, a lot of these dances were for a long time courting, mm-hmm. and they do do some explanation Oh, they that. do some courting, all right. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. So volume one is basically, they start practicing, mm. and then they go to leave. And as they go to leave, not Suzuki. Suzuki? He stays to practice. And Suzuki's like, well, if you're staying to practice, I'm going to stay to practice. Yeah. And so they start practicing. Yeah. And so then they start to... Uh... Working each other till dawn every day, but still not in a dirty way. <laughs> no, not at all. Actually, that's what I really like is that it didn't jump right into the to anything dirty. Like I expected them to kind of do something that first night, and they didn't. I was like, oh, actually, that's kind of surprised. But instead, like the entirety of volume one is them. It's like very subtle looks at each other, and the way they hold each other's hands, and the way they think about each other when they're not with each other. And it's like, oh, we're just thinking about the dance, yeah, not I, because of anything else. <laughs> yeah, there. It definitely has. I mean, it doesn't have a lot of the tropes we talked about before, but it does have the "but we're both guys" thing that both of them kind of struggle with. Like, oh, come on, get over it and just do it already. Is <laughs> what you want to say, but no, it's, yes. it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they do have some quote-unquote joke slash quote-unquote practice kisses. And I don't know how it is in the Japanese part, but in the English, 
whoever translated it did a really good job of the snark and the humor coming through. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it probably translated differently in Japanese. But this person, well, I'm pretty sure it's, I'm almost positive it's not word for word. It's very, mm-hmm. very understandable in American English, at least. The yeah. snark comes through. Yeah, I like Sugiki has a really dry sense of humor and delivery on a lot of things. Like, even though he's like the stoic guy, he, he kind of gets me laughing more than Suzuki does sometimes just because he's like, like there was one where when they were, they've been dancing together for a while and Suzuki's like, hey, we've already been doing this like three months. You know what happens after three months? And Suzuki's like, oh, couples have sex after three months. Like, (laughs) I'm not talking. I'm not, I'm talking about dancing, not, uh, you're supposed to give me eye contact. And I like Suzuki. I like his snark. He's just, he yeah. makes me giggle. Mm-hmm. They do, I mean, they say the same thing in the Japanese, but it's more, it's more straight. Like, yeah. It, like, the comedy is in the art, but they're just talking regularly. Like, I don't know, I think I need to read the English as well, but I imagine <laughs> it probably comes through a lot more in the English than it does in the Japanese. Yeah, well, I think it's just, I think it has good comedic timing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, just, the, you know, the way the... The panels are set out, and then you get that dry delivery of you know, just a matter-of-fact thing, but then it becomes funny in the context. Like, it wouldn't usually be funny, but because, you know, the rea- it's a reaction to this or that, it's like, oh, <laughs> you comedian, you... Okay, so one part I have to bring up about Volume 1, and this is kind of a spoiler alert, which you probably should tell at the beginning, but... Yeah, well, we said we're talking about the first two volumes, so... Okay. Anything from Volumes 1 and 2 But is Suzuki <laughs> is not getting the waltz. Yeah. Because the waltz is a very different dance from Latin dances. Mm-hmm. It's from a very cold country. Love you, Jen. <laughs> it's England, do I? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was developed in Europe, not just anyway. Yes, <laughs> but it's, it's very different. So he could not. Yes. he could not get the waltz. He could not get the lead. He wasn't working well with it. And finally, he said, "You're making your female partner feel weak, and you're not leading them right." And he's like, "I don't understand." So. They flop places, and he's like, I will show you what it is to be the female. Mm-hmm. So then he does it like, oh. like he was doing it, and he was like, this is hard. This is really difficult. Remind me to apologize to my partner. Mm-hmm. And then he teaches him how to lead. Mm-hmm. And that is freaking hilarious. <laughs> Where uh, Suzuki turns into a princess in Sugiki's <laughs> arms. Yes. <laughs> I'm starting to see roses everywhere. That reminds me of the dry delivery thing. So you have... Yeah, I'm seeing roses everywhere. Then Sugiki's response, is that so? Well, let me know when you start seeing doves in a castle. It's like, again, that's just like, it's just so dry, but it's funny. (laughs) And then, oh yeah, then a few pages. Yeah, this is what it feels like to be a princess. Yes, yes. Suzuki becomes a princess. And then he says, I feel like I can pop out a dozen babies for you right now. He is ready to get impregnated by Sugiki's dance. (laughs) Yep, he says that in the Japanese as well. And he's like, nope. <laughs> you just made this weird. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and now I'm done. <laughs> but yeah, but then like, after they have that connection, then it seems like Suzuki gets a bit more comfortable doing the waltz, you know, understanding how he's supposed to make his partner feel. And then the next part, you actually get Suzuki's past and where he came from. You get a lot mm-hmm. of his history. Yeah. And I'm assuming uh, you're going to get a lot of the other characters' history. Yeah, and- there's some magazine reporters around who kind of come in occasionally to give backstory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, they're not really characters outside of that. They're just kind of like, oh, we're going to the dance competitions and we're going to explain, you know, give some exposition about Sugiki's huh. competitions and Suzuki's competitions. And, and that actually happens in a lot of sports manga and, oh, yeah. and, and a lot of shonen manga. Like, if you need background context, oh, here's a friendly reporter at this specialty magazine. Yeah. Just happens to know. Well, normally it's like the 
the female manager who doesn't know anything, so everyone has to explain everything to her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, on how it works, but usually a history, like, I can think of at least three or four, but, like, the history almost always comes from, like, some specialty magazine reporter. Mm-hmm. He's been in this for years, and... Yeah. In this case, it's like, I'm explaining this to a newbie, so, yeah, they mm-hmm. know the history of what happened. <laughs> so still in volume one, I like at the end when they try to show each other kind of how Borum and Latino dancing can be reflected in just daily life so that they go to a fancy restaurant. Oh, yeah. And Suzuki's, like, really out of place. And he's like, right, I'm going to show you what it's like to be, to go somewhere Latina and relax. And he's like, you need to smile. You need to actually look like you're enjoying yourself. (laughs) And he's like, God, Japanese people are shit at smiling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So first you had the uh, Sugiki being like, I'm going to make a proper lady out of you at this this fancy restaurant to Suzuki, who was just stuffing his face. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, if you want to be a world champion, you're going to have to, you know. Learn proper table manners. (laughs) Yes, learn proper table manners and all that. It's like, well, I would be proper if I was with a lady. Because, you know, I'm totally into ladies. Well, I mean, to be fair, okay, they are both playboys before this. Like, you know, said to sleep around with a lot of different women. But neither of them have been with a man before, so they don't see each other that way. Even if they kiss a little bit, they don't see that as anything unusual at first, I guess. <laughs> well, they're very much used to, because you do, when you learn dance, from my many and very things that I have tried over the years, <laughs> like, your teacher will partner with you and can swap back and forth if need be. Yeah. They probably don't usually give you little kisses during the dance, though. <laughs> I would hope not. I was married with a baby. <laughs> yeah. But usually, but a lot of times, although there's also like couples that will dance because when you're professional dancers, it's different than when you're just teaching amateurs because most yeah. husbands would be very uncomfortable dancing with their teacher, mm. their male teacher. Luckily, these guys get right into dancing with each other. Well, they're professionals. And then they, like, as the story goes on, they're kind of like, they start feeling a connection through their dance to where they're like, I can tell what you're feeling right now just by the way you're holding my hand. Yay! So cute. Kind of a sweet thing that they've got going on there. Okay, so then at the very end, they have this bonus chapter that makes no sense. <laughs> None. <laughs> Do not understand. Does not compute. Oh, so Tara's looking at where uh, Sugiki's wandering around and then these... But the Latin dancers come by and they're like, look, we're wearing the women's shoes. And they're just kind of, and he's like, oh, that's great. He's like, you know, in my country, you know what they say? Like, oh, we see people walking like that. Oh, you're doing so well. You're doing so well. So I assume in Japanese, he's just like jozuing them to death over there. Oh, yeah, he's jozuing them. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I figured. (laughs) It's like, wow, you're walking so well. You're doing great. (laughs) Like, oh, he's praising us. Like, yeah, that's not praise in Japanese. (laughs) That's telling you that you're shit. (laughs) Yes, Tara was disturbed by that one little part. And they start walking away and they're like, but wait, you're not going to praise us more? (laughs) Nope. Nope. (laughs) See ya. And that was the end of chapter one. Volume one. Does the English copy have these really nice colored uh, colored pictures at the start of the volume? Yes. Yes, yes they do. Oh, good. Yes, they're very pretty. The art is really, really pretty. Yeah. I was kind of curious yeah, as I was reading this, would this benefit from being animated? Or you think that it does a good yeah. enough job? I mean, yeah, it'd probably be fun to watch animated just with the dances and all that, just to you know see the full motion rather than just boom, boom. I mean, the pictures are very pretty, but it would also be nice and, to... And the music. Oh, yeah, yeah. Though for a while, uh, Sukiki doesn't let Suzuki listen to music while they dance until he gets Actually, some advice. Yes, that starts out starts volume, volume two, two. <laughs> where he's got a friend who's a musician and he's like, Wait, you're teaching that Latino guy with 
you know, just like a metronome and no music. You are doing it all wrong. Here, I'm going to send you some music. <laughs> Use this. And he's like, oh, wow, it actually works. Now huh. he can dance. Yeah, <laughs> he can dance. He can dance. Yeah, he was doing, he's doing much more better with the five classics once he had music and he could get a rhythm into it. Yes, because he, he grew up not classically trained. He just kind of grew up dancing on the streets, essentially. So mm-hmm. just feeling the music and moving with it is kind of where Suzuki's coming from, where Suzuki's like, well, he trained as from a child specifically in ballroom, you know, very strict. So they had very different dance upbringings, but they kind of, you know, learned to teach things to each other and learn from each other. And that's definitely where a lot of the conflict and the tension comes from. It's the fact that they mm-hmm. have different learning and different teaching styles. And so it makes for great chemistry. Yeah, I guess it's kind of... Like, they start out being said that they're rivals, so you kind of get that rivals to romance type thing, but they're still kind of being rivals as they're getting into the romance as well. But the nice thing is, is they're not abusing each other either. Oh, they're yeah, working yeah. together. They're oh, teaching yeah. each other their skills. Yes. <laughs> so even if they're rivals, there's still respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're rivals because they, they're jealous of each other and they wish they could be as good as that. Yeah. They're not going to admit it. Yeah, it's yeah. not like I admire him or anything, though. Well, Suguki does come out and admit that, though. <laughs> and then Suguki goes like, what? What? You admire me? You, kinda, you actually kind of get hints that Suguki's had his eye on Suzuki for a while. Like, other characters say, you, you know, you've always been talking about this guy. And, like, I think, like, at least three different characters mentioned it. Like, why are you so interested in him? Like, he's not... There's one part where somebody said, like, oh, guys like him are, like, a diamond, doesn't he? Just... Looks sexy and shakes his ass around. So what? He doesn't have, you know, the real skill behind it. But Sugiki's still like, no, I see something in him. I know he's got something special. And so I'm going to get it out of him. (laughs) But they respect each other's skills, though, too. I mean, that's what I really like is that neither of them are putting the other one down. Yeah. (laughs) I guess, yeah, Sugiki does scold Suzuki a lot. But it's not really mean, I guess. It's just very direct. It's very frustrating, and that you're yeah. not doing it right. Yeah, he's like, nope, nope, don't you're do not- that. Nope, your head's, I can tell you turned your head again. Like, how do you always know when I turned my head? Yeah. <laughs> Very much like, you're not treating your partner right. You're not leading the way you need to be. They're, they're scolding, but they're not like, you're a jackass and you need to jump off a bridge. Mm-hmm. It's constructive criticism. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. And so after that chapter and they practice, mm. then comes the chapter that's going to give me night. Well, first of all, there's the bonus chapter oh. one that is pretty. Oh, yeah. The one it starts with the flexibility. It's like, oh, yeah, the flexibility there. Um, yeah, it's like, can you uh, stretch your leg up over your head? Like, yeah, look at this. <laughs> and then... And then right after that, you get uh, a trauma? bunch of... A bunch of tanned-looking men in skimpy samba outfits who have come to... I think they might be drag queens. Ah, uh, they're drag queens. Coming in to harass... Yes, <laughs> coming in to harass his Suzuki. <laughs> yeah, but then but then you get a great joke here that uh, one of them mentioned the, the term... I don't know, they just translated it as erection. I thought maybe a slang term would be better just to get across that it's something unusual, because, like, why would he not know the word erection? But anyway... It's like, oh, what? Erection? What's that? And he's like, oh, here, oh, oh write it write it down, write it down on my arm. Here, permanent marker. <laughs> <laughs> so Sugiki's just got erection written on his arm and permanent marker, then it shows, like, the next day his partner noticing it. <laughs> like, huh? I actually didn't get that joke because I didn't know what the Japanese word was and I didn't look it up. Oh. <laughs> but I should have. Yeah, I'm so still saying that, that's yeah. traumatizing. Yeah, I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm fine with it because it, resu- it had a nice... A nice flexibility scene, then the weird stuff, then the funny joke to finish it off. So that was all good. <laughs> Actually, I guess this does have a great balance between serious drama, really cute 
tension and romance and then some fiery oh yes and then mm-hmm. some comedy as well so it has a really good mix of all kinds of different genres so you're i was never bored reading this Mm-hmm. no you're never bored yeah it's always like oh what's gonna go what's and gonna happen the, next the style drawing is very realistic mm-hmm. they're drawn very nicely yes nice bodies <laughs> but mature bodies they're not drawn oh, yeah. they don't look like yes this is adults <laughs> yes it's not a lot of the BL where it's like one guy in his 20s and a teenager it's like two adults who's similar 18 age. quotation marks. oh yeah he's totally 18 now <laughs> these guys are both at least 20 i don't know exactly how old but probably in their 20s i would guess mm-hmm. and they look like adults and it's yes. not <laughs> and they feel like adults mm-hmm. and i like how they both like they're really, they don't fall into the ukeseme tropes that was something i was gonna bring up if this eventually gets sexual, who is the top and bottom? Because I'm not sure I know the answer. I think they'd be a switch. I, I Yeah, it seems like this would be great to be a switch pairing. Because <laughs> like, they kind of go back and forth. Like, you know, sometimes you know, Suzuki's initiating kisses with Sugiki. Sometimes it's the other way around. <laughs> yeah, that was like, in volume two, too. Which one? Yes. When they went to the oh, competition. Oh, the dance competition? Oh, and yeah. And they end up kissing casually as... Yeah, just as friends bros do. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, not that they, actually that yeah. has happened with our friend. Anyway, um, other things. <clears throat> well, <laughs> but he's like, they walk away, separate, and the woman's like, I didn't mean to slip him his tongue. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> well, he's like, I did, I never slipped him the tongue before, but I, so I guess I do kiss him more than he kisses me. <laughs> So, yeah, it's like, I mean, Suzuki's the first one to initiate it, but he kind of does it usually, like, when they're dancing, like, either kind of jokingly or just practice. But then once, like, Sugiki starts initiating, he seems to be, like, mm, more, like, I'm doing this passionately. I did notice that it, it felt like their first serious kiss wasn't until Volume 2. Yes. Yes. Yeah, because the first fions are just like, ah, ha, ha, whatever, we're just well, messing it, around in practice. But it's also, like, it's Latin dance, like, very much a... Like, yeah. no, this is the way you're, uh, you're supposed yeah. to come back to me. Mm-hmm. Latin's yeah. very much about jealous lovers and yes. fiery heat. And you're mm-hmm. a woman and you're jealous and you're running away. Now you're coming back. Yes, come to me. Now go away. Now, uh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so they start, like, they start to get a little bit more passionate, but they still, at least as, as the second volume, they don't really, like, discuss it at all. Like, they don't say, hey, does this mean something that we're making out? Like, no, they just kind of make out and then stop. That's because they don't realize. Yes, but how could you not? Because it isn't until, Ugh. it isn't until chapter eight that Suzuki gets jealous of Sugiki. Yeah. In the ballroom dancing with someone else, and he's like, <gasps> Oh no, I know this feeling. Oh no. I'm gonna run out on the floor and stop them. Like, dude, what the fuck? Don't you, don't you dare. It's like, crap, I've fallen in love with him, but he doesn't say he's fallen in love with him, and it's like, ah. Yeah. They both have a while of, oh, what's this feeling I have for him? I don't, it's not, it can't be that. It just can't be. But, dot, dot, dot. But it is. But it is, damn it. They're in love, damn it. Ah! Yeah, the drama and the tension between these two characters and just, oh, it's so good. Yeah, I really like the way it it's building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've read a bit further, so I won't say anything. I mean, it's, but it still keeps building. It's not like, yeah, you know, where I've read, they've concluded yet. They just keep, mmm. Yeah, there's some nice scenes. Building and building, building, but the climax hasn't come yet. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. There was a couple scenes in in volume three that I'm like, (laughs) but I won't say anything. I was I was reading this and 
my spouse Wes kept saying, oh, how's your smut? And I'm like, it's not smut if they don't have sex, Wes. Yeah, exactly. It's a cute romance. Yes, they can romance each other without it being smutty. Oh, Tara's looking at some uh, spicy scenes now because she wanted to see what we're talking about, that it gets a bit more intimate. <laughs> I think, I know we mentioned this briefly, but if this was turned into an anime, I would definitely watch the crap out of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I really hope it does. It reminds me a lot of Banana Fish mm. in the way that they're both professionals in the world and also the fact that one is half Japanese and the other one's completely Japanese. Yeah. And I feel like that's a that's a trope in a lot of more, I wouldn't say serious, but more like homosexual rather than boys love stories where the mm-hmm. one of them is either foreign or slightly foreign in order to kind of make it acceptable or to be like, oh, well. This homosexual stuff comes from abroad. Yeah, real Japanese aren't gay. Oh, Tara just looked at the chapter 10 title page over here where it's a- Light my fire? Yeah, where it's naked Sugiki with a snake wrapped around him. (laughs) Between his legs. But that's just cover He's got a snake between his legs, but it doesn't- it's not symbolizing anything or anything No, not that the snake's covered in hearts. Yeah. (laughs) That's Uh, no symbol at all. Hearts. That reminds me, how did they handle how they the difference between speaking Japanese and speaking English in the English version? Just like uh, brackets around the speech. I think it was brackets and like italic. Yeah. They kind of distinguished also between, because sometimes there's Spanish being spoken and sometimes English, which is another thing I wondered about if they did an adaptation of this animated, like would they actually have the actors trying to speak these other languages? Because there are some fairly long scenes that are completely not in Japanese, or would they just have it in Japanese just because it would be a lot easier. <laughs> oh, that would be interesting. I hope they'd actually get some good English-speaking actors, especially because Suzuki speaks English with a very Latina or Latino accent. So yeah, you need a Japanese guy speaking English with a Spanish accent. Is it all covered in hearts as well? Whenever? Oh, yeah. Happens? Okay, good. Because they're saying, like, ah, you're just, like, sounding too sexy. Like, don't... Suzuki at one point is like, don't talk... Like, just stop speaking English to other people. Just stop. <laughs> It's like, this is how everybody in Cuba speaks. <laughs> it's like, yes, just, no, stop it. It's too adorable. What was interesting in the Japanese is that I didn't even realize until I'd read a few pages, but when they speak Japanese, the letters are up to down, mm-hmm. re- like regular Japanese manga. But when they speak English, they changed it to be left to right. Ah. So they didn't use brackets. They just changed the structure to make it say, oh, look, we're speaking English now because now you have to read the sentences left to right instead of up to down. Ah. Do they use a different font or anything or just... No. Exactly the same Because I've seen other manga where it's like that, where they just like change the font or something to show they're speaking a different language, but... I'm really glad they didn't change the font because it would have made it really hard to read. Mm. Well, sometimes when they have people speaking English in Japanese, they have the Japanese all in katakana and it's really difficult to read. Like, what is happening here? So, on to our ratings. The first one we usually give is the eggplant rating of how sexy it was, which this one, it's kind of difficult because, like, even though there's not, like, a lot of sexual action, there is a lot of intimate holding. So, like, it almost makes you want to rate it higher, you know, than, like, nothing based on that. Just because they're always, like, in each other's arms, pulling each other close. Uh, with the fantasy material for the drawing, it's definitely higher. I'd definitely give it a four. I think I'd actually give it a five for eggplant sexiness because I just like relationships that have a good connection. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, ooh, spicy. Yes, it's it's sexy for your soul too, mm-hmm. not just for, for your eyes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then like overall, like five. Hmm? 
Five, five out, out of five. five. Fives across the board. <laughs> Would you recommend this to, like, not just Fujoshi, but other people too? Like... We kind of said, like, if you like something like Yuri on Ice, would you like something like this, where it's oh, kind of a mix of oh, sports 100%. and romance? Yes. Yeah, yeah, if you enjoyed Yuri on Ice, or if you enjoyed Free, Banana Fish. Oh, yeah, Free. Free. <laughs> Very much so in that. Um, yeah, Free's just a teaser, though. <laughs> I would even recommend this to Wes. Because I know he said in the past that he likes cute romances, and this is a very cute romance. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I would definitely recommend this to mid-teens adults. Anyone, because it's got a good mixture of not just romance, but comedy, respect, competition, yeah, backstories. Like, you actually care about these characters. Yeah. And as I, I kind of mentioned earlier, like, it doesn't have a lot of the BL tropes that are annoying. So it's really nice. It's a little bit of the, oh, I can't be with a guy because I like women. But other than that, there's not those kind of more abusive tropes that you see in a lot of BL. So that's a very refreshing change, I would say. No, it's really cute romance that legitimately it could be guy-guy, girl-girl, or guy-girl. I mean, yeah. it's well-written well in that girl, girl. if you enjoy romance, it could be any of them. Yeah. It's very much that trope of, I can't be attracted to this person because yeah. whatever. I'm not supposed to be. Because I'm making up excuses. Yeah. So yeah, we definitely, I think all of us are going to voraciously try to read the rest of it. I, I didn't want to spoil myself. Left, so I'm I'm not 100% sure if it's actually finished or not. I know that both there are five volumes out in both Japanese and English, and the most recent Japanese one came out close to a year ago. So I, because I've read through volume four and it doesn't seem like it's near the end at that point. So yeah, I don't think it's finished. I think the English is just very good at keeping up with the Japanese now. Yeah, probably because it sells really well. So yeah, I look forward to reading the rest of what's available and then look forward to reading more as it comes out once I catch up. And yeah, I think this is a very good choice that we made. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks Jen. Jen. Thanks, Jen, for randomly picking it up and then being like, oh, I haven't read that yet. I should read it sometime. Let's do a podcast so I can have an excuse to read it. Yep. This has been Fujoshi Trash Talk. You can find us, our other episodes, plus episodes of our other sister podcast on AnnieBrosCreative.com. You can find us on Twitter at AnnieBrosCreative, because I never update the Facebook group. Oh yeah, there's yeah, there was a Facebook. I thought Kenny was in charge of that, and then he failed. <laughs> yes, well that's Kenny. But anyway! <laughs> Thanks for listening! Yeah, see you next time!